everybody. Welcome back to the Jesse Nyberg podcast. Today I'm here with Brethren Design Company, Jeremy and Jordan. They're a duo, brothers, talented illustrators and designers, and I'm excited to talk to them. So how are you guys doing today? Doing good, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, doing great. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah, of course. Um, can you guys just maybe introduce yourself so people can know the who's who and whatnot? Uh, yeah, I'm Jordan Kuhn. Um, older brother, I guess. Yeah, older brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you are. <laughs> and uh, Jeremy and I just have been running Brethren together um, for the last three years or so. Um, mm-hmm. I still work full-time as an art director at a place called Single Factory, and I'm based in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Jeremy's in St. Louis. Yeah. Okay. I'm Jeremy, the younger brother. Are you sure? By three years. We're three years apart. <laughs> are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep, so yep. are you still working on your own thing too, or you mainly do the brethren stuff? Um, I still I still hold down a, a nine to five um, at a company doing uh, mainly Greek apparel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I've been doing that for 10 years now. Um, yeah. And then the brethren. So, so how do you guys take designing. on like the projects from through brethren then? Because it seems like you have enough like attention around the brand to like probably get enough clients on its own. How do you manage that stuff? Um, just through uh, good time management, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, uh, we get to, uh, you know, the projects that we work on or, you know, per, we're pretty passionate about um, because we have with our other job, you know, we kind of pick and choose what we want to work on. So it always helps to, you know, be really into the project to, uh, to make that time for it. Um, yeah. And just balancing it out, you know, we do a good job, um, you know, collaborating and dividing and conquering and both of that. So yeah, um, it's getting, it gets heavier, you know, as, as the time is progressing with brethren, but, um, right now it's, we're managing it, you know, I think. All yeah. Right. And I think our main goal with, instead of just jumping into straight up full, like full-time brethren, is to just mm-hmm. kind of keep it going slow. Um, hopefully that we can gain the, enough momentum to where we're still only doing projects that we like to do. Yeah. Instead of just kind of having to take on projects to pay the bills. So we're hoping, yeah. you know, if, if we do this long enough this way, that it'll somewhat be, it'll become financially sustainable to keep the same mindset, I guess, that we have while we have jobs. For yeah. sure. It's nice that since you have those other jobs, like a, when a proposal comes in, it's kind of like, if it's not hell yeah, then it's probably going to be a no, right? Yeah. You don't have to deal yeah. with the bullshit, Definitely. like projects and all that. Mm-hmm. And kind of um, save for the business too. Just, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Saving up money for the business, yeah. What kind of work have you guys been doing lately? I saw a few like um, things like the, a lot of pizza and beer stuff, it seems like lately. Yeah. We uh we just wrapped that brand uh, for Old Town Pizza. So mm-hmm. working on pizza's been cool. We're working on a um, a hot chicken restaurant right now. That's like oh nice. Um, we we're kind of like halfway through that. We're working on another brewery that we're branding, and so a lot of food and bev stuff. Yeah. Um, is and that's kind of the thing that we have liked to do. And I think with this fried chicken, the hot chicken restaurant we're doing, it's kind of the first like full restaurant where we have where we're, we're going to be kind of involved with interiors and some stuff like that too and working with oh, an dope. architect and, and so and we're shit. super excited about that yeah yeah that one's that one's gonna be a fun one you get to go wild on the hot chicken oh yeah did the yeah, food and like, bev stuff kind of come like uh, I guess was that like premeditated or did you just start doing those projects and then more of those type of people started coming yeah, I think, uh, I think, yeah, just, uh, when we got the project thing doing, when we worked with slice and putting out that beer and then we were just constantly doing labels for them. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that just, you know, putting that out on Instagram and stuff just made those kind of other companies gravitate towards that. Um, yeah, that's what, I, yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah. Yeah, the more put out, the more yeah eyes are on it, in that industry. So yeah. getting a little bit more on the packaging, <clears throat> getting hit up on the packaging. Yeah, the tracks. packaging the packaging stuff seemed to start to translate to branding somehow. And then also mm-hmm. when we first started, we did like, we did kind of a, a pro bono project for a local food truck here um, called TNC Wang. So we did something kind of for free to show we could do food branding a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
when we first started out. And that's always been in kind of like pitches or whenever we're responding to a proposal to work on branding, we used to show that all the time. And then since then we've started doing stuff like the old town pizza. Uh, we just finished super stand, which was like a hot dog place that's in Michigan. That's yeah, currently that being built. Cool. Yeah, that one's cool. It, it'll take them a while to get everything built out because, I mean, we worked with them from the very beginning stages. And they actually just sent us an email like the other week of the architect that's putting together this building that they purchased and kind of refurbishing oh, nice. it. And it's looking cool. I, I can't wait till that actually comes out and they have signage and stuff. And we have photos of that kind of stuff to use mm-hmm. for uh, more pitches into getting into the restaurant, food branding stuff. I'd for like sure. to do more of that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been working with a the client I was talking about in London. That's like a deli, like food type mm-hmm. place. And, um, uh, I was looking at some, I'm creating a character for that. So I was like really digging the old town pizza guy. I was like, this is like kind of yeah. the vibe I'm going for. And I was realizing though, building out the other branding assets around it, like, you know, menus and like merch and all that. It's really hard when the, uh, person running the company kind of doesn't know what everything's going to be yet. You have to like, keep talking to them through the different stages to figure For out sure. like, are you even going to have like real menus? Is it going to be digital? Are you going to have this, that yeah. so hard? Yeah, mm-hmm. for so sure. The... That's like, go ahead. Yeah, that's something we, tr- that's something we try to like figure out, like as we're going through like, uh, like our discovery session too, it's like, what, mm-hmm. where do you see this going? And like, what kind of things do you plan on like investing in or making, you know? And, Cause I mean, a lot of restaurants starting out too just kind of print off their own menus and it's like, you yeah. can't do a whole right. lot with them. But right. just yeah, and through those And through those discovery sessions it kind of like for clients that, yeah, that may not know exactly what they want to do, or they may think that they have everything that they know what they want to do. Um, and then going through those, those sessions, uh, you know, get raised questions that make them think about their company that they may have not a thought about or, you know, different mm-hmm. touch points that they need to, that they need to pay attention to or think about. So that always helps too to like really get that game plan going to to fulfill the yeah, brand. For sure. Those calls, like I used to be a little bit more like introverted and I was like trying to keep stuff on, you know, messaging or email. Yeah. And then I realized like a simple five, ten even minute like call can turn so much work into so much less work because you they'll just say oh, like a sure. small phrase and you're like, Oh damn, that's really important. You didn't say anything about that before we hopped on the call, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, we were the same com- way. Like, yeah. I think Let's it's important ahead, to like connect with your with your client. You know, beyond yeah. beyond the keyboards for sure. Like, it just it just needs to be too, especially yeah. to getting into bigger projects and stuff. Like, it's just necessary. Yeah, mm-hmm. we used to like ship straight up PDFs, like email, and we would like type yeah. out rationale and stuff. But like, we wouldn't even get on a call to like present work and stuff at the beginning and. Mm-hmm. Like, like now that we do that I feel like it's usually a lot more successful that way for sure yeah the opportunity to sell your work while you're you're presenting it you know so mm-hmm. you trying kinda... to type out like the reasoning for each like logo pitch on email <laughs> is like gnarly yeah <laughs> yeah and you're for just sure. like, see this goes <laughs> back to like the origins of hot dogs or whatever and you're just like riding all this shit <laughs> I know I know I need to go look at some of the old stuff that we used to write up front of decks. Like sometimes you can write things better than you can speak. You know, I don't know if you're like that. I mean, I was kind of like that. It's like, I can write something way better than I can just kind of off the fly. And, Mm -hmm. and we've even tried to practice that too. It's like, whenever we are going to pitch something like, and we put it all in Google slides so we can type up notes just to make sure we don't lose track of some of those things. Cause like it is easier to have it written out. Yeah. Keep yeah, and it's like so many of those companies now too because uh, I was thinking about like what we were talking with um, all the different things a, a brand may need there's all these food companies now doing like that ghost kitchen stuff where mm-hmm. they may not even have like an actual brick and mortar store like a yeah. real like place so at that point you're just doing like I guess like web branding if anything you know yeah yeah yeah, that's crazy to think about. There's a couple locally here that are ghost kitchens, and actually one of uh, my buddies here did the branding for, and they look mm-hmm. awesome, but it's like they don't exist brick and mortar at all. And I actually, I DoorDash all the time, and I got Mr. Beast Burger recently, and I guess it's a ghost kitchen, but they yeah. actually have like cool stickers and stuff that they paste on there. Like the branding stuff is cool, even though I'll never get to, you don't walk in the place ever, but 
right so, I mean, that's all they have so it's like yeah. it has to be good because there's no other way to win the customer pretty much yeah i'm like i don't know where that stuff is but even like the food photography on doordash is like some of the best because they do like color backdrops and like the yeah. burgers look good I know the guy that shoots for uh, a lot of the Mr. Beast stuff and a lot of those uh, ghost kitchen photography, it'll just be like a network of freelancers that are local and they'll just tap in like we need some for our specific page or whatever it may be. It's just, it's crazy because, you know, when it was in the early days of the internet, people were probably like, we'll never need to brand like online for our restaurant. And now it's like Mm -hmm. almost more important, if anything. It's wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Those ghost kitchens are weird too. Cause I'm always like, where are they? Like there was one time I got some like wings and my girlfriend actually made fun of me. Cause she looked up the place. She's like, that's just made out of a fucking chilies. Like, it, was, <laughs> <laughs> it was in, it was like in the chilies kitchen. It was called like Mr. Wings or some yeah. crap like that. I'm like, oh, and if shit, it's a I ghost got- <laughs> kitchen, it's like, it can be good in California and bad in like Nevada or something. Cause it's, <laughs> yeah, it's for sure. the region and all that. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys, I guess, before I get too far into this other stuff, where, where'd you kind of, or what's the story, I guess, of the design that smokes motto? Cause I like it. Yeah. Um, well just smoking. We're both smokers. I mean, <laughs> my brother's, uh, just I'm more like, I used to smoke. I mean, I smoke weed like every day, but, uh, smoking <laughs> cigarettes. Um, I do when I drink, I used to smoke all the time, but Jordan's just yeah. a habitual cigarette smoker too. So just the smoking thing and, uh, you know, smokes is, a, is just a cool way of saying like design the smokes, like design that's fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it's kind of the a double fires. entendre then. Yeah. You're all chain smoking yeah. over here uh-huh. and it's a <laughs> fire design. Yeah. And then like one day we were just like shooting the shit and we're like, it'd be cool to have a, you know, skeleton hand smoking a cigarette. And then we're like, let's do two cigarettes. So there's two of us. So yeah. Yeah. Let's do it yeah. We that. started doing like all the imagery was like, everything was two of whatever. Yeah. And like we had some other slogan called twice the fire. Another slogan we tried was designed to born and like, no, like nobody really got <laughs> yeah. it. Cause, uh, cause we I didn't really want to born. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like born to design, but it was more like we designed to to just like feel something or whatever but everyone yeah. was like what the mm, fuck everyone thought it was like a typo <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we kind of dropped that one design the smokes is much better For yeah sure. and if you have to explain it to everyone it's like not a good tagline <laughs> yeah. probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah we realized quickly it was not good yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh when you guys start taking on like a, a new project what's kind of the process between you two like how will you divide like I guess the starting like work and everything like that. Um, I mean, it kind of depends on the project. Uh, you know, after, you know, we go through discoveries, I mean, with our client, um, you know, we get on a a phone call or FaceTime Mm -hmm. and just talk about the project and just all our ideas and kind of get, just shoot the shit, um, and kind of get everything out on the table and then, yeah. And then kind of discuss, um, you know, I might, someone might start working on type. We both might start working on type at the same time. A lot, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning of a branding project, you know, like, because we give yeah. a few options. So, we both kind of go Double at the, the type, ideas go, go at the typography and then mm-hmm. tweak each other's work. But, um, yeah, and then a lot of divide and conquer, like, with, uh, I'm more of the heavy illustrator. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, we might talk about, like, what we're going to illustrate. He might, you know, have an idea for me to illustrate and then I'll go from there and he'll start working on layout or type for labels or whatever, depending on what we're working on, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Sorry, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say it's pretty collaborative with uh, in the uh, libraries with Adobe makes it like super easy. Just you know, dropping graphics in, just popping in and out from each other's screens across. So you guys use the same uh, like the connected accounts like that, and then you can just like drag symbols in and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have we have libraries for like each client, and yeah. Like yeah, that. it's okay. cool. So, like, we'll just name a library like Slice Labels Twenty Twenty One, and it's like, if if Jeremy's like illustrated some like skeleton, like mummy thing or whatever, I'll take it and start laying out type. Like, we'll usually discuss the concept a little bit and then mm-hmm. kind of work off of each other. But yeah, the libraries is awesome because like you can either save over or just like save a new version of that. So like as we kind of build and build on top of each other till it gets to this final product. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like 
that stuff's pretty uh like useful but so many people i know like are just so foreign to like the libraries and like symbol stuff that they like i until very recently i started using it a little bit i'd always just grab shit from other files and stuff and like Mm -hmm. drag it over but that i guess that's like the most for you guys working on stuff together that's pretty that's probably very helpful in like collaborating and everything for sure yeah and it's like there's there's like unlimited room it seems like yeah, I was like, like it saves room on your computer like it's super quick like it's mm-hmm. always there like yeah it's great i guess we could have <laughs> i guess like adobe's like library setting could totally crash and lose all that i don't know <laughs> but i mean yeah. we've been going three years strong we have like fucking 80 libraries i think yeah. it's like, damn and some of them have like 300 400 pieces of art like inside them so mm. And it's just yeah. right there in your illustrator. It's freaking cool. Yeah. You guys are heavy, like vector based too. So I'm sure that helps with like the storage and everything. Not too mm-hmm. much like big yeah. Photoshop stuff other than like, I would think like mock-ups and other branding yeah, elements sure. or for whatever. Sure. What, um, what are some of like the benefits you think you guys can either answer this, whoever, yeah. whatever order, um, are the benefits or challenges of working as brothers rather than just like another designer Mm -hmm. i got a few i don't know jordan uh (laughs) mine is uh would just say is one that we are brothers um like honesty we can be upfront with each other like there's no beating around the bush about you know if like i don't like something i say i don't like Mm -hmm. it you know vice versa um and i guess with in with brothers it's i don't know i just we have that brother in in you know intuition Intuition. Yeah, yeah like I think we, uh, we're both like, we're both pretty different in a lot of ways and, but we are a lot alike in a lot of ways as well, uh, mm-hmm. with aesthetics and, but like in different styles. And I think just together, uh, just works. Yeah. I, I love being able to see like me do an illustration. I have like an idea of maybe what it'll look like. And then when I give it to him, he comes up with something like completely different that's in my head that looks badass. Yeah. I probably would have never even approached, but it just takes our work to like other levels. Like, you know, love it. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah i i agree and that was the thing that we talked about too it's like well we are brothers so it's like i mean fam some families stop talking to each other but so we can't really have that big of a falling out it's like i mean jeremy's kicked me in the balls before where i thought i was gonna die you know when i was a kid <laughs> <laughs> we're still we're still brothers it's like i mean i don't know so there's that benefit of just like I don't know. There's a blood like trust of just being brothers. It's like, you yeah, know, we're not going to try to fuck each other over here. Like we're just trying right. to like experience this together and like make cool shit and put it out in the world and, and hopefully just work for ourselves doing what we want. Mm-hmm. What's dope too is like with the, with you guys having your own things, I'm sure that takes an added level of stress off of like you guys having to worry like too much about like the money side of things and all that when you're working through brethren for sure yeah and and we've like and we've been kind of slow to get on board of doing that stuff like even this year this last tax season was our first time to do taxes and things like that that we both get kind of overwhelmed by and like Mm -hmm. and frustrated with you know we're we're starting to get the hang of like like jeremy might be jeremy like handled our accountant more you know and i handle mm-hmm. like some emails and stuff more like we're starting to try to figure out how to fall into these roles that make the most sense for our personality that yeah. aren't design things you know yeah yeah because that's half of it you le- you learn quick once you start mm-hmm. freelancing sometimes <laughs> i feel like i'm just like all day i'm just in my calendar trying to move shit around and figure out yeah. how to manage my time but i spent all my time figuring out how to manage it i know i'm so glad that jeremy like has taken control of like even our finance stuff and like you know keeping track of everything and 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 billing and just so we can at the end of the month be like all right we made this much money this month here's how much we should be making if we want to have our ideal level of like we're not working our jobs anymore yeah just so we can always be thinking about that stuff slowly with the benefit of having a job yeah, setting goals for ourselves to like yeah. Yeah, to hit that hit those milestones. Have you guys ever yeah. thought of like I know you're in different spots, but have you thought of getting like a location if you were to get the if Brethren was like big enough to warrant that? Like I, mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say never, but um, yeah, I I don't see it any like 
in like the super near future, but I don't, you know, always see like too, too far past maybe even five years, but, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but like a, as far as like a location or brick and mortar, it's like Jeremy loves living in St. Louis and yeah, I, I have a daughter and I'm divorced too. So I'm like, I'm not going anywhere really. I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm planted in Tulsa yeah. now. It's like, yeah. Uh, so if Jeremy wants to move back home and start and start working together. It's like that's what you're gonna have to do. I was yeah. like, if we ever have a brick and mortar, it'll just be me and Jeremy coming to visit sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just put it like somewhere where neither of you guys live, so you both yeah. have to yeah. drive we'll to just, it. We'll just do it in Springfield. We've done that before. Like we'll meet up and work together, and we mm. just meet in Springfield, Missouri, because it's like three hours a piece and. Okay. <laughs> so maybe brother will be there. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it's true though. I guess like, I feel like at this point, unless your brand is like, has all this inventory or something, having yeah. a studio with just two people, it's almost like a, I guess it could yeah. be like a vanity thing at that point. Yeah. You don't really need it. It would just be a house that we would Airbnb while we're not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. We'll get in the Airbnb business. Yeah. I know there, there are people that have studios and stuff. And it's almost like even my day jobs, like through the pandemic and stuff. Now everyone's been working from home. They're kind of like, right. do we even need, need this anymore? It's like half of their clients are out of state and stuff. And all the meetings are zoom anyway. It's like, you're not bringing in like local like people to do pitches in person and stuff. Right. So it's like, what's, what's the point? And yeah, like you said, we're not shipping posters or shirts or anything. So we don't even yeah. have that, you know, like mm-hmm. all the, the only supplies we sell sell right now is fonts and those are all digital. So yeah, yeah it's just no yeah, need for like, it. Out here when I worked, uh, I was working at a full-time job in the, main like chunk of the like lockdown or whatever you want to call it. Mm. And, uh, towards the end we, we were all working at home and then the, the CFO was like, I don't even think we need this. Like in like commercial real estate out here is like extortion, you know, they're paying like (laughs) so much money and it was just like a glorified storage unit at that point Mm. for like nine months. So it's, it's, (laughs) it's good and bad. It's one of the good things that kind of came from the whole situation is that people, all these big companies always said, we can't work from home. We're not that kind of company. And they made it work, obviously. Yeah. It's almost like they, a lot of people have trouble trusting their workers, like that they're actually going to do stuff. And it's like, man, at the, especially when you're in design and, and things like that, it's like, you're, it's pretty obvious if you're not doing anything. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. either done or not. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you, you turn something in or not, you know, you miss a deadline or, or you made it. It's like, yeah, I feel like that's such a bigger problem, like, uh, to question too. Like, if you can't even trust your workers, then it doesn't have anything to do with them being there or not. You shouldn't yeah. have to watch them like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Have you guys ever <laughs> uh, worked with anyone like on some of your projects or brought people on, or has it always just been you two? It's just been uh well yeah. we've collaborated on a BR yeah. label with with another designer. Um, yeah. But that's like yeah, on, just, on a, yeah, I don't think so. Just recently yeah. we did that then that was like the first time I felt like we ever collaborated with anybody but Slice yeah. uh, did a collab with a brewery um around them called Altamont and they have a designer there and we kind of got on a zoom with him and it was basically one of their flagship beers with the slice beer so we talked mm-hmm. about how we would mix it and everything and the guy ended up drawing kind of the the key illustration and then we took one of Jeremy's illustrations kind of blended oh, okay. it and then I drew this background so it was the first time we ever had like a third person in on it and it was it was fun yeah. it was cool yeah. is that slice the- like I, I hear you mention that quite a bit is that pretty big over there um, it's, it's a small brewery, um, but it's, it's making a pretty good name for itself. Uh, mm. their beers are like excellent in Sacramento areas where they're based out of, they're out of Lincoln, California. There's like a huge craft brewery scene over there and there's tons of craft yeah. beers and stuff. But, uh, Zach, the guy, the brewer at Slice, like actually he makes award-winning beers. Like they're incredible. Yeah. Like we're really lucky, good. we're lucky that they ship them to us and like. I don't, I'm just glad that we're working with them and they're like actually make really good beer. 
yeah, yeah, that would be kind of like a bummer if it was you just had to. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't good. Yeah, I, I, I went to school in in Chico and in NorCal. They had, we had like Sierra Nevada and stuff. And mm-hmm. NorCal, they have like they take that shit serious. The all For the sure. microbreweries and we have like Lagunitas and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you guys how, what was it like designing for, uh, with the Guy Fieri stuff? Cause that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was there's fun. So, there's so much stuff that we have that we, we can't show too, which sucks. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. We had it on our website for a little bit and they were kind of like, Hey, let's take that down for now. Like some of it might come out, some of it might not, but, um, it was fun. Um, yeah. No, that was through an agency. So like we never got to like, talk to a guy or anything yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which would have been cool but that was like our first like exciting to have like you know like a big name to like start doing mm. designs for so um with him just doing stuff like food illustrations and fire and stuff like it was just mm. it was a fun project to work on for sure yeah that was one that like when it came through the email i remember seeing it on my phone and i was at work and i'm like i gotta go outside and smoke a cigarette and like call jeremy i was like holy shit dude like so they want yeah. us to do some stuff for guy fieri it's fucking crazy and i'm just and like if why you're in food and bev it's like who else could you want for like yeah. reputation or whatever that's yeah, like i know yeah. That's yeah, like they, have a, they have that uh like a meme uh, flavor flavor town usa meme account and it's like one of the illustrations of the face i did and they just put that face on everything so it's like yeah literally a account with that face on it everywhere it's hilarious <laughs> yeah. yeah what um i guess like what has been some of the like best what do you think is the best beer out of the stuff you've designed for taste wise I'm like looking up at all of them. I know. You, I mean, tight quarters. I mean, that's an award-winning one. That one's fucking badass. Yeah, um, and that one's came out like three times. There's been three releases of it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Tight quarters. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, original juice. Original juice is yeah. very juicy. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> a straight-up hazy IPA, and it's so good. Yeah, those were uh, like so popular when I was my last year of college. At, we had like the hazy little thing with Sierra Nevada, and yeah. after that, every company it seems like just hazy, hazy. And now they're all yeah. making seltzers and shit. So oh yeah, thing. I love I hazy IPAs. So do I. And now I'm back into the West Coast IPAs because of Slice, which are basically just clear IPAs, which are more in line with like the early I like IPAs that people were making, or you know, mm. I mean, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is a pale ale, not an IPA, but it's almost like it's still clear and it's kind of like that gateway into IPAs. Like, so I like the West coast ones. They're good. Yeah. What it was like when I went to school up there, it was almost like there was no point in not drinking Sierra Nevada because it was just as cheap as like PBR or some shit out there because it was so local and it was, it was pretty nice. Now I'm back in uh, LA. So everything's just expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll still drink PBR. Yeah, I still do it all the time. <laughs> I think it's like either I always classify PBR as the best, like shitty beer, or the shittiest mm-hmm. good beer. You know, it's like yeah. right on the cusp of like, yeah. yeah beer. Yeah, um, sure. I also like I like hams too. Like there's this like dive bar oh, yeah. we go to here, and when they're out of PBR, I'll just drink their hams, and I'm like, this might be better than PBR. I don't even know. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I go to the bar, it's like I just will try to get the cheapest one they have half the time. Yeah. yeah. What are um some of the stuff that inspires you guys that's and it says influenced your style? Because you have like a very um like notable style with like the way you guys do illustrations and it, I see a lot of it's from my opinion, I see a lot of like skateboarding brand mm-hmm. like influences and things like that yeah, yeah. yeah. Hand, hands down skateboarding for sure yeah. i mean i grew up like first time i like saw like someone skateboarding i just thought it was like the coolest fucking thing and so i've been yeah. skating since i was like in fourth grade and i always been a like, thrasher magazines and and then getting into music and stuff and punk rock and mm-hmm. just all that yeah. so all those aesthetics yeah i've always been into yeah nice definitely skateboarding and like like jeremy said with punk and even we were kind of like where i don't how i don't know how old you are but jeremy's what 33 and i'm 36 i'm so we're 23 like on that, 23 we so we were kind of on that cusp like whenever i started getting on like getting the internet i was like more like 15 ish you know mm-hmm. and uh 
we would even get like fat records catalogs like mailed to us and stuff yeah. where you, they were literally like line drawings of the shirt with like the the art on it but you're like looking through almost like a zine to like yeah write in your order and then and get it so That's even dope. like shit like that was just like an interesting way to see design and then album art and things like that mm-hmm. yeah i'm like too young to wear like all the punk bands I like are like senior citizens and shit. If you try to go see them, you know, like I, I'm wearing this Descendants shirt when yeah. I saw them when they went to Chico, and they're probably one of the only punk bands that still seem like they have energy and shit. Yeah, like, they don't look like <laughs> I they know. should be carried off. I know they like look, look younger than they are. I I believe <laughs> like even like no effects i saw a video of them the other day i'm like they're looking old as fuck in yeah and fat mike still wearing dresses and shit <laughs> yeah up there yeah, yeah I, I noticed like with uh i remember you guys did i think i have it over here you you, you did something i think it was for the dark uh coffee like the dark moon and the little guy mm-hmm. was like big like world industries and like oh, yeah. blind vibes yeah. like yeah. all those oh, yeah. cool little cartoons yeah, that is a definite uh, like Wembley, inspiration yeah. rip. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, those like those stuffs were so like they they had no right having that good a design for some of those companies. It's I crazy know. how like yeah. they were just so iconic, and I f- almost feel like half of them were just like just put something together for us, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I grew up fucking drawing Flame Boy and World Industry or Flame Boy and Wet Willie like all the time, mm-hmm. like on my notebooks and shit. <laughs> like the toy machine monsters and yeah. stuff like that yeah oh yeah i feel like those little toy machine like aliens influence so many like kids and even in my high school's notebooks like drawing with the you draw like a little thing and an eyeball coming out on the top yeah. like yeah. looking around or some shit and that's what was so awesome i think that's why the youth was so attracted to it and, like as kids we loved it so much too is because there was like something about it was like it was like sketches out of a notebook or like it was rough around the edges or like and it was weird stuff like so like when you're younger you're just like this fucking resonates with me so hard and i see that in the design world all the time too it's like you can kind of tell certain designers that are influenced by like skateboarding like Mm. in general you know like because that art style is just like it's never gonna go away it kind of like reforms and reshapes and comes back another way but it's still like almost the same ethos behind it you can see it on screen or print or whatever it is yeah and the skateboarding culture it has so many different applications that these logos go on everything from like those banners when they're throwing an event with everyone's logo Mm -hmm. on it to like they have like you know something has to be super bold like the spitfire thing with like Mm -hmm. on the wheels you can even tell what it is even when it's like super Mm -hmm. far away i think it's a it's kind of like a lot of old like band logos were that in that way too like they were just fun to redraw in in your notebook Mm -hmm. like they were good enough to be like super iconic but they were so simple that you could like do them yourself too for sure yep I know. And some of that stuff is just like, that's how you, you manipulate typography and just make it something like, I can't think of a logo offhand, but even like the Metallica logo, it's like just mm-hmm. having those like edges or whatever. It's like a, a trick to the type that makes it fucking unique, but then you can still like sketch it in your notebook. And yeah. It's, just, it's so it's like solid. Every fucking like skater, like mm-hmm. punk rock kid has like one of those black flag tattoos on their thumb yeah. or some shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And that black flag logo, I mean, just the four yeah. bars is like, yeah. it's so badass. Like, yeah. And even Descendants, like the little Milo drawing, like, it's, it's one it's of the, like, there's so many people that have the Milo tattoo, you know? Like, yeah. It's crazy when these logos, like, uh, especially band ones, like the Milo or mm-hmm. the Misfits face or the Rolling mm-hmm. Stones, like, mouth. It's yeah. like, they become such a thing that it's like a brand. Like you'll just see it yeah. at the mall or something oh, on like sure. a random shirt or even like Bob Marley as like an entity. He's like a brand or some shit. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Even yeah. me at my nine to five doing sorority shirts. I mean, they put that rolling stones, the, the mouth tongue, like on everything. It looks yeah. like that big tongue. It'll be like alpha fee. Like, yeah. 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 They always know the like, rolling stones. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have some guy come up to them like name name me all the songs, you know, <laughs> if you're wearing yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> so gonna call them out. Uh, yeah, one my song. Sc- <laughs> at my school they'd always have like um the frats would always rip off either like beer logos or like 
Travis Scott, mm-hmm. like Astro World, and just be like, yeah, Alpha Gamma, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And like, they, it's like that was the only thing. And like, I remember them approaching me before, like, can you do like uh, the Sigma Chi, but like in the Twisted T like logo? And I'm like, why can't you guys just have like a, your own thing for once? And they're like, this is just how you do it, man. This is the way. Yeah. I guess that's like what sells in that culture. Yeah. <laughs> well, people love fucking uh, rips and like bootlegs of shit. Yeah, like, parodies. Yeah. All those hardcore bands, I, when I would see them in high school too, like all their, it'll just be like, you know, a band and a, but it, I'll start with an S, but it'll be like the starter logo or some shit. Like they just completely <laughs> rip it off and they don't care. It's like, I used to have like a rotting out shirt and it was just the thrasher, like a mm, pentagram yeah. thing. And it's like, since it was all, you know, grassroots bootleg or whatever, it's like, mm-hmm. no one's ever going to come up to them and. I guess get involved legally or anything like that. Yeah. It's funny when punk bands start doing it to like old punk bands or like there'll be like mass intruder or some like a pop punk band did like a Ramones shirt or like I saw shook ones had like a descendants logo shirt. And it's like, Almost people, yeah, it's coming full circle, and they're ripping off like kings of their genre. (laughs) Yeah, hilarious. It's funny when you see it like in the total opposite spectrums of like the world too. Like it'll be like the black flag bars, but it'll be like for some yeah, like sorority, like coffee, like shirt or something, and it just says like you know, like black coffee or whatever. That kind of shit. It's so fucking weird. So funny. It just speaks to how like good that is though, you know, that yeah, those mm-hmm. people even want to use it even though they have no like I guess methodology behind it or yeah. whatever. Other than that it's recognizable. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> what kind of um so like I guess obviously the skateboarding stuff, but so it seems like that and like punk music is definitely a big influence in your guys' stuff and like mm. what I guess like what kind of stuff like how how am i trying to say this how did you translate like that stuff into wanting to get into design like where did it actually spark that inspiration yeah i i would say for me like also like playing in a band and stuff i Mm. used to only try to like make the kind of things i wanted you know i didn't want to compromise shit really and then with design Mm. i was like i don't give a fuck i'll sell the fuck out like I I will do whatever, you know, like, I mean, and with day jobs I've had, it's like, even if I'm making ads for, I don't know, a hospital or something doing design is like still cooler than, you know, the working on a pipeline or something that I've done previously. So with design, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to make it like about being like stylistic more than just like, yeah, this is a, a career path I can take. And then I think with brethren, we started kind of naturally, getting our artistic like style back by just kind of doing the things that we wanted to do. And then that kind of mm-hmm. snowballing from there. Right. Jeremy, don't you think? Cause I mean, yeah, for sure. I don't know. How, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I guess I'm trying to think of like how to answer it. Um, I mean like, or what the real question was. Well, for me, like uh, over with skateboarding, I said, you know, like getting into design, I mean like, I I got into design like I took a Photoshop my senior year of high school and was just like I wanted to go to like paint and be like a paint major and just mm. you know paint oil paintings. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so I was like, well, you know, graphic design is more job opportunity. So after taking that Photoshop class, I was like, I'm going to go to school for design. Um, and when I was yeah. in school, I mean, like the projects I gave, I like designed, I made a skate brand, you know, and like did like mm. a skate campaign, did skateboards, like skate T-shirts, like those are the projects I gave myself to show in, in my portfolio. Um, but yeah, as in style with brethren, I mean, you're on key of what you were saying, Jordan. Um, cause even from that time, even graduate when I got the job in St. Louis doing that sorority shit, like mm-hmm. I didn't do anything on the side for so long until Jordan went back to school for design. Then he started doing stuff on Instagram and putting out work. And I was like, damn, he's doing like cool stuff. I was like, I haven't done yeah. shit in forever. So he kind of like, you know, like, made me get off my ass and started doing some stuff on my own. That's And then that's what kind of snowballed there because we were both starting to do stuff. And we always talked about like doing something together. And then one day yeah. we just did on a project and. Yeah. Cause you there. stop at, at some point, I think when you like get a job as a designer, you stop designing things for fun. 
or like hundred percent. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I didn't push myself at all to grow. I would like in any way. And like, yeah. since we, since my brother and I've been working together, I like, I've already felt like I've grown a lot since in that yeah. amount of time. And yeah. sometimes yeah. I kick myself in the face. Like if I would have done that like 10 years ago, like <laughs> what level would I be at right now? If I would have like kept going, like yeah. I did in sports, you know, but right yeah. i feel like also yeah. too what you said about having a job and like stopping you from the side thing i think it's i see it all the time you see all these super talented young designers like maybe two or three four years younger than me they're in the point where they're either about to graduate or at their end of college and then they're like one or two years away from getting like a job at wherever they're gonna work and in that time they're just blowing up online like all this cool work posting you know mm -hmm. poster every day challenge and all that shit and then they mm -hmm. get the job in their account it's like where'd they go they like yeah. lost the the reason yeah. they were able to do that is because they had all the time in the world type yeah. of thing because mm -hmm. it definitely i mean jobs will suck your time up big time you know and then mm -hmm. then you just get tired and you're like man i, I want to just chill like i mean everyone wants time to, to just chill out but mm -hmm. yeah for yeah. sure and when it's design it's almost like more draining than non-design if it's like uh, you know design you don't like because you're still mm -hmm. using that part of your like your brain or like your energy mm -hmm. pretty much uh -huh. You don't, the last thing you want to do is work like 10 hours on like a print job and then go home and try to make like a poster mm. to put online or some shit. For you know? sure. But like you said, like if, when people are doing like challenges and stuff, like I th feel like that's what like helped both of us get out of like our day job rut was like doing Instagram challenges and things like good type mm -hmm. did stuff and like logo inspirations would have like a logo challenge or some shit so mm -hmm. like having like a, a online like prompt to kind of create something like right. kind of takes away of it takes out that factor of like well what am i going to work on today you know and then kind of mm -hmm. gives you something to work on and then you can be creative and do it your own way but it's, right it's nice it's to kind have of like prompts. decision fatigue when it's like a yeah. complete blank slate it's like I, I feel like i've noticed with creative block and stuff you don't act i don't actually have that much creative block once i'm yeah. in there it's the act yeah. of like it's blocking me from starting it rather than yeah like the sure. idea that's not working or something yeah yeah, that, yeah. that's how i'm the same way it's like it's getting started that's the block it's not once mm -hmm. you once you're going you're going it's hard to For stop sure. once you get going sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you're like i gotta go to bed because i gotta work in the morning <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. it's like 2 a.m all of a sudden yeah such a like luxury though to have that problem you know compared to some people they would never work on their job for fun after work you know they yeah. wouldn't like plumbers don't come home and just i'm just gonna work on my own <laughs> sink and shit you know? yeah, for <laughs> sure fun <laughs> so I'm, i try to be grateful about that because sometimes yeah. I, i've yeah. talked about this probably on like every other podcast but sometimes i get into this thing where like you said I want to chill and I'm upset that I didn't give myself time to chill. But then at this, one of my friends mentioned to me, he was like, that's a good thing. Like you're so, you want to work so bad that you're choosing that whether you, th you like it or not subconsciously, that's what you want to do in that moment is, is yeah. work on shit rather than yeah. whatever chilling yeah. is. Yeah. And I think it's cause there's like something so satisfying about creating something or making something, you know, it's like when you finish, mm -hmm. like, I, I don't know. Like, even when we finish something, like, I'll put it on my phone, share a screenshot to him, like, go out smoke a cigarette, kind of look at it on my phone, too, you know, and, like, look at it <laughs> different ways. And just the feeling of finishing something when you're like, this is, now it's something, it feels so good. And I think once you get in that zone, it's, like, something that you start to chase almost, you know? Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think also it's like a... Uh, you know, you were saying like, you know, you'll, once you get going, it's hard to stop. And I feel that same way sometimes because I don't want to, uh, like, I want that like satisfaction. I did yeah. so much already. I, it's like when you don't get to finish that day, you pretty much just work. And then you're like, fuck, mm -hmm. I, I want to finish this, but yeah. you don't want to mm -hmm. rush it, you know, cause then yeah. not everything sure. can be completed mm -hmm. in one sitting or whatever. No. Yeah. That's so, the hardest so, with, with fonts, yeah. man. Cause like fonts are like the mm -hmm. hardest part, like get started but like once yeah. you get started i mean it's just like that's all you want to do but it does take some time and it's like you're not just going to finish it in that night you know no yeah. so it's and like it's, you gotta <laughs> and then with anything breathe. sometimes it's better to give it some space and let it breathe like take your mind mm -hmm. off it a little bit because like for sure you can get stuck like kind of 
like Jeremy and I were talking about that a few weeks ago. It's like we get stuck on like a detail thing that almost didn't even matter that much. You get so fixated on it to where if you just took a break the next day, like you could solve that problem like in a heartbeat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just like I, I get into approach. that too. Yeah. Uh, I, I get into that with like um, editing. Like if I'm editing a video, uh, one like sound thing or like some weird mm. cut will be fucking with me and I'll spend like an hour trying to get this thing to work and then I could have just did like a rough edit of everything and went back to that and it would have been probably would have had a clearer head and been able to just go in and do the (laughs) quick like one two three with the fonts when I talked to because you're talking to me before uh, Jordan about Sam he was talking to me uh, about designing the fonts with his partner for Kern Club Mm -hmm. and uh, the kerning process of that seems gnarly where you have to go in and adjust like A to B A to C and then B to C and do every single one and I'm sure that is like super tedious yeah and we uh, we always hit the, we use the auto curd feature on this thing that we use, so we're kind of fucking yeah. lazy about it. Uh, yeah, because uh, most of the time it works pretty well. It just depends on the the style of your font. But like when you do have some, especially the current club, they have some really creative like typefaces with yeah, you know, with black letters mm-hmm. and you know, just different fonts. Especially when you're dealing with, with serifs and shit. All caps is I'm sure like a lot easier too with the yeah. auto. And yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we just do like display like style. So yeah. I don't think we've ever done a lowercase. Yeah, we no, we've everything we do is display, so mm-hmm. it's like a lot easier to do. And we haven't done a script yet either, which would do more kerning. But I did like over the holiday, like December. Uh, our buddy Adam Vickerel, who does design, he was doing a typeface mm-hmm. for a company he was working with, and he was like, "Man, I need help doing this. I haven't done it before." And they actually were like he was coming back and be like, Hey, you need to kern these letters and these letters and these letters. So I was like having to go through and actually do the tedious part of the kerning. And I was like, damn, this shit does suck, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it, it's a lot more work. Do you guys create a lot of, um, uh, typefaces like uh, per project or do you use like a lot of your existing ones that you created in like newer projects and stuff? Um, it just depends. I mean, most most of like for logo wise and branding, it's usually usually uh, completely custom made typeface. But we haven't uh, for like the logo itself. But we don't we haven't really made mm-hmm. a font for a brand yet. Um, okay. But we're actually we actually have made quite a bit of letters for this uh, uh, current branding that we're working on right now that we are going to make a typeface for. So this will be yeah, the first right. one that we're actually going to have a typeface for this brand. Um, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. Which we already good, did so many of them. For, basically, yeah. it's like might as well yeah. finish it off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because their name is really long, so we're like, dude, it has like almost all the fucking letters in the <laughs> alphabet. So we started yeah. kind of building it out, but then then I was thinking about it too, and we're still kind of in the throes of working on this. I'm like, well, yeah. like you know, if this logo type is a custom type, and we make a font out of it, it's like, how much do we want to use that font? Like, do we want other headlines and stuff to be with that logo type font. Like we still haven't even kind of thought through how we want to do that. Or then if we give that font to the client, like are they going to start using that on everything? And it like takes away from the branding or the body type and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All of a sudden a paragraph is written in it and it's super stylized. Like it would look like shit in a paragraph. It needs to be, yeah. It has to be designed well for it to be used. (laughs) Yeah. The, I guess if you make the whole font out of the yeah. custom word mark, it almost like takes away from the custom ask. Yeah. The, well, with this, I mean, we would definitely, you know, like if it's using a C in the logo, like the C in the, in the font that we're going to make, we'll have like some tweaks. To, we'll be tweaked. So it's not like, yeah. so you wouldn't be able to just type it out and it'd be the logo. Like yeah. we would, we would purposely, you know, differentiate yeah. that so we're still like um, trying to figure we're still trying to, we're about to like yeah. solve the problem right now like yeah not right now. <laughs> uh, but that's something that i've been thinking about so if, yeah. if we were going to go that route um, yeah <laughs> have you guys but, um considered selling like actual uh stuff because i know you sell like the digital downloads have you ever considered selling like i don't know like cups or beer glasses could yeah. be like for your brand um, yep. it's, we've talked about it a lot and just haven't gotten to it because like just shipping and stuff and like, yeah, 
but we, I don't know. We have, we're starting to be like, well, we have enough of a following on Instagram. Like we have a bunch of shirts that we send out to clients and I've been saying like, let's just throw them up on the site not make a big deal out of it. Just see how they do. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've thought about it. It's definitely something we think about. And then it's like, what if we just don't even do like super like brethren stuff? Just whatever. I don't know. Yeah, just have like a random, just like yeah. cool apparel. I'd like yeah. to do some cool, cool merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. I'd design like to, to born shirts or what? Yeah. Design to born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that'd be cool. Cause like you see some of those companies like the Lincoln design, it's like they have mm-hmm. a whole ass pretty much like store, you know, like they have like, sure. everything oh, yeah. on there and it's like, I'm sure yeah. they have a, they have like the audience for it, but they probably yeah. started somewhere with a few, you know, mugs mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever it may and be. Same with like Draplin. It's like, I mean, Draplin, that's all he does is sell oh, his own shit, shit yeah. now, you know, like yeah. he's a fucking merch giant. Now, yeah. He has know? like toenail yeah. clippers and shit. Yeah. It's His website's like, his website's scary, man. That shit's like, a, it's like a, archive of just like yeah. so mm-hmm. much stuff it looks like a warehouse in a website <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah for sure what is interesting because i heard him on something saying that they're revamping his website and i was like i'm excited to see what it looks like because it's been the way it is for so long that's what it's he told like, me when i had him on and he was saying like uh don't worry like he was like he said they're making an archive of all the logos and he sent them to the developer and the developer was like dude this is like 10,000 like we can't put these all on one page and he's like I want you to put them in a row of three and then he was like they, they're gonna be scrolling forever and he's like that's the point I want them to scroll forever you know yeah <laughs> he's so like you just keep dude. scrolling but that bar still stays like at the top of the page and yeah, it never like really makes its way down yeah. Yeah, it's like when someone does like 10,000 stories, it's like they're tiny little dots. You yeah, know, you're like, oh, on a shit. concert or something. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst. I, I hate when, when like people like just go to some event and it's like just stacked. And you're like trying to, you're like your finger gets tired trying to I know. clear yeah. them out. Because I have like a, this weird, uh, <laughs> not like maybe it's like an OCD thing or whatever where like I don't like the notifications on anything. Like I always yeah. clear out all my email, all my, yeah. like almost to mm-hmm. a fault, like too much. Like I'm just trying to close it. Or if it's a video game, anytime you unlock something new, I make sure to click on each thing to yeah. make sure it goes away because it's just extra clutter, I feel like. I'm the, dude, I'm the same way. Yeah. And like I have a weird thing even like if there is a story and it's like a bunch i feel like i have to click through it like i can't do the next for some reason (laughs) like i have to be like i don't know it's it must be like some weird ocd thing that yeah Yeah, i'm kind of that way but i move my uh old mail uh app just like on like the four screen because it's like four thousand whatever emails or something like uh, that (laughs) like never been on the clear yeah that would give me a panic attack i know I saw this tweet. It was like, I beat the game or something. And this guy had so many emails that the, he got a notification. It was like, you, that's, you're out of, like, that's the max. It was like 25K <laughs> on his little mail app. Oh my Jesus God, Christ. dude. That I would just give me like off. crippling anxiety. I couldn't even work because I had to look through all those. Take me four weeks <laughs> or whatever. When my Gmail, because I have like four accounts from like work yeah. and a personal one and brethren it's like if it gets up to like 20 dude it drives me insane like yeah it's like what i was talking about earlier with that between that and the calendar it's like half the time you're just you're an admin not even a, a designer <laughs> no, you're just i a don't modern. have enough money to have someone do it for me so it's like yeah it's gotta fucking deal with it just mod- what, moderating um, yourself one of the things i wanted to ask you guys about was so like I know both of you guys do type and illustrations and I really like the illustration style you guys work. And I was wondering what's some of the process you guys go through when creating like new illustrations from, you know, sketch to whatever the final ends up becoming. Yeah. Um, well usually like, I mean, depending on what it is, like, we'll, I mean, we'll talk about, uh, what we're going to illustrate, like the concept of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm usually uh, pretty quick with with the process. Um, you know, I'll sketch out like a rough little sketch, um, and I might kind of refine it a couple times of like doing a little sketch and then a transparency and drawing all right over now? it, just on the iPad with the, iPad, oh, with iPad. the pencil. Um, yeah, and I'll either use sometimes I'll just use Procreate just because it's more of like a pencil and paper, like of mm-hmm. sketching wise. Um, 
And then depending on the project and what it's for, you know, I might use Adobe Draw or Illustrator on the iPad and, and, and execute it. Uh, yeah. But most of the time I get a couple sketches going and to kind of where I know where it's going to be and then bring it to Illustrator and just pen tool, to, pen tool it up. Yeah. I saw you guys were like, I saw this article or some or something. I was like, it seemed like you guys were like the Adobe Illustrator iPad, like early adopters or something yeah. like that. Yeah, we got, we got hit up by Adobe to, to work on the beta version of the Illustrator, yeah. uh, which is yeah, really cool. Yeah, I haven't even used it ever. It looks interesting it's pretty, though. It's, it's pretty cool because like you can typeset in it and stuff. Um, I, we... We don't use it that much, though. Like, when when they first gave it to us, they, uh, it was still in beta, and they were like, hey, we want you guys to do a piece and mm-hmm. and post it on social, and we'll make a video out of it. So, I mean, it was basically like a paid ad campaign thing, too, but it was yeah. awesome to get Illustrator early on and, and test out what it was like. But the pen, tool, sure. the pen tool, and it's awesome, and the brushes are cool. Like, the brushes make anchor points, and so there's, mm-hmm. but I still use Adobe Draw a lot for like my sketches and Jeremy uses Procreate and like if I sketch something, usually I'll get it to a place where I'm like, all right, this looks all right. And then Jeremy comes and fixes everything and makes it way fucking better. Yeah. Or like, so do you guys do that often <laughs> where it'll be yeah. like, you know, one person may do the sketch and then Jeremy could maybe go in and polish up the final <laughs> yeah. illustration or something. Mm-hmm. Jeremy redraws pretty much everything I do, unless it's more like, <laughs> in illustrator like kind yeah. of shapes like shapes like geometric things like yeah you said some beer can the other recently like blueberry voodoo and there's like these skulls oh, yeah. and it was like super easy to make in illustrator like with the shape tool and, and pen oh, tool yeah. and stuff. i see it's it like, right here the yeah. little uh, yeah. it's like flat geometric yeah. more yeah. style it's like jeremy yeah, doesn't that's have a little to fix bit different yeah. yeah i didn't i didn't have to do anything with that yeah, yeah, I feel like some stuff, because, uh, like, you know, my professors, they'd always, like, hammer into your head, like, you have to do 500 thumbnails or whatever before you even get yeah. into the yeah. program, and it's, like, some stuff, you're just wasting time if you could create it digitally from kind of, you're just, like, I feel like For half sure. the time I sketch in Illustrator, like, I'm just copying next one, next one, and expanding on yeah. it, expanding on it, For sure, like yeah. that, because... If it's, I'm not, I can't draw perfect circles anyway, so it's, like, yeah. it's kind of pointless. No and I mean, yeah. it, it is a good process. I mean, they, they say that in design school, just yeah, doing tons of thumbnails. Mm-hmm. I mean, I found myself that like, I feel like usually my first idea is usually my best almost <laughs> like, or usually the one that I go to. Yeah. Um, but I mean, when you're getting into to branding and stuff too, I mean, it's, it is definitely important to, to, to branch out and explore, you know, those solutions. But um, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like everyone's when different I... too in their process. So. When you go with the first idea, you almost feel like uh, you're not allowed to or something. Like you didn't yeah, do enough yeah, work yeah. yet yeah, or yeah. some shit. Yeah. I feel that way with like branding projects more than like a beer can. I'm like, well, you know, we're kind of in some parameter of like, what is this name? And here's this concept. And we're like, well, mm-hmm. the concept works. So whatever we start making for it is what it's going to be, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm fine with that. And you got to, yeah, you know, manage the time, like, of what you're getting paid for and the amount of time that you're putting into the work. Like, yeah, sure. I mean, because, I mean, you can see, like, you can see in the beer cans, you know, some are super heavy illustrated, you know, some are more on the, the simpler mm-hmm. design and more type based cans. Right. You know? mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I really like um, the way you guys present the stuff online because it seems like a lot of the branding solutions and like packaging and logos you do for these different breweries. I really like how, um, there's so many different like alternatives and stuff. Like it'll be like six little, like different logo variations or like Uh little tagline things. And I feel like that stuff's always like so cool. And I think as a client, it's like very rewarding to like, it makes them think like you did more, like you have all this stuff, like here's all these cool little symbols and shit. For sure. And then it's fun. It's fun to like, get in like with beer labels we've gotten in like writing copy or taglines or like stupid like phrases that go with the beer or whatever and that stuff Mm kind of translates into branding and some of the bigger branding projects that we try to focus on like when we do a discovery and we we kind of in our proposal like if it's a bigger branding project we'll we'll do like a positioning statement or something which is really just a paragraph of just kind of like what is this brand about you know like what's their manifesto and it's not like high level strategy or anything but it's a little bit more creative writing than the client might be able to come up with for themselves Mm -hmm. and that 
that kind of shit seems to be beneficial for a lot of like new starting out brands or even with old town pizza, they'd been around for 20 years, but like the, whatever, you know, literature about themselves that was out was, is super dated, you know? And so Mm -hmm. just kind of coming back and and combing through that and rewriting stuff and like a new tone of voice or approach, you know, people Mm -hmm. that kind of helps us boost our, uh, I guess, cost on branding projects and, and bringing more value to the table. Seems good for like graphics. merch and stuff too. Like uh, yeah, I'm looking sure. right now at this like respect the drip like next to the little yeah. kind of yeah. world industries guy type guy yeah. and like that stuff like you know it's cool when you can use that you know on like a pocket or some shit and then mm-hmm. the back will have the big ass logo or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. A lot of your guys' work I feel like would translate strong to like t-shirts and things like that. Yeah. And we do a lot of stuff like that. We, we call them like graphics kits and that's what we started pitching to apparel companies because people would come to us for like a one shirt design or something. And we're mm-hmm. like, well, how about we do like a collection? And now we have like three kind of bases of how many graphics you can get, but we're like, you know, you can get six kind of type solutions, six illustrations. And then we kind of combine those into badges or lockups that would be great for any sort of merch, you know, Mm-hmm. And and with the, with those graphics kits, a lot of times we'll say we'll write a couple of lines like respect the drip or whatever, you know, and kind of inject mm-hmm. some sort of personality to use for merchandise. So those have been pretty successful for us as far as like getting clients that will are willing to kind of spend more money on merch and then have like a, a bunch of stuff to kind of release later, you know, throughout the year. Yeah, get get it all done out at kind of at one time rather than yeah. every month they want a new shirt or something. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's like you don't have to deal with like, you know, I mean, I, sometimes it's cool for brands to like work with tons of different designers or something. And then other times like it might be easier for them to just get us to do a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing the graphics kits is definitely it's it's more worth our time. It's I mean, it's definitely it's it's more bang for their buck, too, for the client, mm-hmm. really, when you get down to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just with the process on how we do things, like it, there is some minor revisions, but you get so much in the graphics kit and we usually kind of, you know, you know, um, beef it up a little bit to where yeah. if you don't like everything, you know, you just kind of kill a couple marks, but it's not yeah. like any like, you know, huge revisions. Huge, redes- huge revisions. It's just like, you know, maybe change the, the tagline or something or something small, but so yeah. it kind of eliminates that process and it makes the process just easy and, you know. Yeah, and we try not to get in the production side of things with the graphics kits. It's like mm-hmm. everything we do is vector. Whatever printers and stuff you're working with should be able to change the color and and figure all that stuff out. We'll pitch a color palette or two that you can mm-hmm. they can take or yeah. leave. But then it's like all that merch since it's vector, it's like it's ready to go on a hat. It's ready to go on a sticker or a patch. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you know whatever you know person you're working with is going to manufacture it. They know how to. They show mockups before they print them all you know so they yeah. can change yeah. the colors and stuff and you can decide mm-hmm. on what colors you want i mean sure. obviously and we even deliver certain, you know one color yeah. and like three or you know full color options like in yeah. the right. kids to make For it screen printing easy. and stuff yeah mm-hmm. For yeah, sure. I've gotten in the habit of just like every fucking possible file I'll try to save out and give to the people because I don't want them coming back with any issues when they tried to yeah. make Quality a control. shirt or something yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then that's the one thing is like, is it reversed out or not? You know, is it going to be on a dark or light background? Because you never want them printing, you know, like something on a dark background that's shouldn't yeah. be, you know. Right. And if it is like, yeah, we'll give them, you know, both files. Like if it is something that, you know, um, should be black on a white shirt, you know, if they're trying yeah. to print white on a black shirt, but like give it that white, you know, outline or whatever. So yeah. the negative yeah. is is hitting the yeah. black or the shirt colors coming through. Because yeah. that's always the biggest bummer is when you see someone that took a piece that you did and like, Oh, you fucking fuck this up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. You got to like really make it like, uh, I guess like idiot proof for lack of a a better term, you know? Yeah. Just make sure they know. I mean, cause some people don't know. It's like, you got to educate people along the way a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, um, I really, that, that was pretty much all I had for you guys right now. And, um, before we go, I wanted to say like, if you guys want to check out, uh, to the audience, the Patreon, we're going to do another little Q and a with, uh, Jordan and Jeremy, uh, get a few more things to talk about. But other than that, I want you to tell them where they could find you, your individual pages and brethren and all that. 
Um, you can find us uh, at Brethren Design Co. on Instagram, uh, brethrendesignco.com, online. You can shop some fonts. Check out our work there as well. Cool. Cool, cool. And uh, I appreciate you guys coming on. It was great to finally sit down and yeah, talk. Man. I know we've been messaging on Instagram a little bit yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah man. I love all the, I love like the album stuff you've been doing. Like when you did that turnstile album and just like watch, oh, showing shit. the process stuff. Like I think that shit's rad. I like what you're doing and I appreciate you having us on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and thank you both of you, Jeremy and Jordan. It was great. It was a, it's hard to figure out who's supposed to talk, but I think we got through it enough. <laughs> I think we did okay. <laughs> yeah, we've done worse, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone, check out the Q&A on Patreon if you want to hear about a little bit more. But for now, peace out and thank you. Thanks. Thanks.